You're listening to Blood Moon Milk. This is your host, Aurora, and this month's guest is Helene Sacito of Handful of Stars. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, so you are a very, very gifted palm reader, or what would you call it nowadays? Like, that's what so, the yeah. old kind of timey fortune teller version of things in my mind would call it, but I'm sure there's a better term. There's all, there's actually like a, a handful of terms. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> hand puns always welcome in this conversation, Perfect, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I consider myself a hand analyst because when you think of a palm reader, that's someone who reads um, just the palm, like the mm. lines on your hands and the fleshy pieces that go around that are called the mountains, um, also mounts. Yeah. Um, but a hand analyst looks at your whole hand, like the shape of your hand, flexibility of your hand, your thumb. You can actually read your thumb for like an hour, um, <laughs> like as long as you want. Um, I have kind of a weird thumb. It doesn't like bend backwards a whole lot. So uh, there's a meaning for that. Oh, yeah? So I have a weird thumb. Oh, yeah, Just you do. like that. We're, this is a stubborn ass person. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for me, too. So if you have one of those like hitchhiker thumbs mm. that like has that curve to it, that's someone who's really adaptable and is like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. They'll bend over backwards for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a hand analyst, and um, but I, I'll. I'll answer to palm reader or, or whatever yeah yeah well great um thank you so much for joining me here in the blanket fort today i am so about this blanket fort i feel <laughs> like i'm five years old <laughs> in a really good way <laughs> awesome yeah i mean you there there's something about being like in this safe like little tp that i make out of a blanket and a yeah. picture frame and a yeah computer <laughs> that sort so, of is a magical safe space yes and my <laughs> sun and moon are in cancer so uh, blankets literally are my favorite thing and like the more the better like i need one of those gravity blankets mm. like just like 50 pounds on top of my body and like okay now i feel safe in the world <laughs> <laughs> i've never tried one of those but growing up i uh my dad would like bundle me in a like a down comforter and plop me in front of Mr. Rogers and it was just like the most wholesome warm fuzzy cozy feeling of just like everything is fine in the world yeah ever and I'm still a huge Mr. Rogers fan <laughs> he's I have you watched that documentary oh god yeah no it like made me cry. I can cry right now yeah but double cancer again so. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw that they're they are making like a version with Tom Hanks and I'm kind of mad oh, no. about it. I'm, I'm like, you, Tom Hanks cannot, <laughs> you cannot. are not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so in animation, there's this thing called the Uncanny Valley, which is in CGI animation. It's where like things would get, um, like they'd look really real and lifelike, but they wouldn't be real, really human enough. And it like makes th people feel unsettled. And um, it's like kind of something that, filmmakers want to avoid but yeah. I feel like Tom Hanks is kind of walking the uncanny valley human live action version of Mr. Rogers because yeah. he's not Mr. Rogers and no matter how like welcome to my neighborhood you yeah. are like you you know it's not him you yes know? um I want to do some myth busting right now because somebody at some point in my life told me that Mr. Rogers had a cocaine habit <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't think so like I, I mean, unless his cocaine was is code for, like, the Bible for or something. The love of children. Like. Yeah, yeah. And, like, no. I, Anyways, I love that it. stuck with me because I was like, no, like, that can't be. Yeah. Anyways. I heard, well, this might be just, like, an old wives' tale kind of thing, but I heard that uh, he wore long sleeves all the time because he was covered in tattoos. Because, I've heard that, too. Because he's he was in the Navy <laughs> and... Like, they did not mention anything about that in the documentary. In the documentary, they were like, he went to seminary and wanted to be a pastor. I bet there's memes out there where it's like, Mr. Rogers is just like sleeve tatted out <laughs> doing cocaine. Like Probably. And I mean, and it probably is a really good Photoshop job. But that's... If it's not done, I should do it. I, I yeah. got some skills. <laughs> and then you should like look, like do something with his hands. Yeah. Like, where... I would love to read Mr. Rogers' oh. hands. I mean, 
They're probably, what would like you imagine most, that would look like? Probably the most lovely hands, just like angelic. You know, it's interesting though, like and this is. Pearlescent skin. Yeah. <laughs> like glowing, like just with. Like, like, just literally. Hold, yeah, he opens the hands and there's like, just like a glow. Or like holy water just spurts out. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, going from that, celebrity hands are very interesting. Um, Marilyn Monroe, there's a popular picture of her in the front of a palm reading, like um, in the window of a palmistry shop or mm. where a palm reader works. And people send me this photo all the time and I love it. But if you Google like Marilyn Monroe's palm reading, like the reading of her hands is very different than the persona that she put out for people. And most of us know by of, now that yeah. it was completely different than what she... Oh, yeah. yeah. Her, her like... She was very carefully crafted. Yes. Like, uh, as in terms of a public presence. Right. But, like, in the in the behind the scenes, there was a lot, a lot happening that wasn't so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little old Norma Jean didn't talk that way in real life. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. had to learn to speak with a breathy innocence. <laughs> can, can we do the rest of the podcast? <laughs> and, like, a Marilyn Monroe falsetto. I'll be Mr. Rogers. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Welcome to the show. This is Blood Moon Milk. Yeah, this is what happens when you're five years old in a pillow and, fort. Yeah, and you're hanging out with... Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I have to say, like, doing this podcast gives me an excuse to reach out to the most interesting and fun people <laughs> I could imagine talking to. Yeah. And... Like, even though it's not, like, my quote-unquote real job that pays my bills, right. I, like, maybe one day it will be in Canby, but um, I can't imagine a more fun thing to get to do than yeah. to, like, hang out with people and just chat and, like, yeah. this cozy little nook about the possibilities of the universe and the stars. And I think what you do really does kind of align with what I do mm-hmm. in a different way and uses different tools. Yeah. And it's, it's great when, uh, like, everybody has a birth chart and everybody... Most people have hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. That is awkward for me, too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, when I talk about porn. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, but, like, I'm sure there's other things. I mean, how, how would you even go about that, like, as a professional? I, I have not been faced with that, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. Well... So there are books, and, and I think this was something we talked about when I was doing your palm reading the other day. There are books that will... Um, dive into the meaning of just like everything in the hands in terms of like what physically happens to them over your lifetime mm-hmm. so like if you cut your finger where yeah. you cut it can be like okay well that actually means that you're blocking yourself from you know your productivity or something so oh. I'm sure there are yeah you know like what does an amputation mean and like this is yeah. what it can mean but I I myself don't prescribe to all of that sure. I like to look at the things that can actually um like that can be spun in an empowering or enlightening way and that actually serves as tools to help people. And oftentimes it's just a conversation with somebody that can almost be like veiled therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. I mean, and sometimes I feel like when people come to like, probably your business is similar to mine as an astrologer. Like people come to you, like not when their life is going great. Right. It's usually when people are like going, like and having a moment, Yes. you know, and they want some perspective or just to get out of their head a little bit and have something, have have some hope of some sort. You know? Yeah, and therapists are expensive, and it's hard to find good ones. And I think sometimes they just want the relatability of, you know, somebody maybe within their community, mm-hmm. or um, they just like you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, at least for, for me with astrology, at least, it's... And I think maybe you mentioned some parallels with hands when we had our session, but, um, like, the nice thing about astrology is that the planets are always moving mm-hmm. and so the transits are always changing so if something sucks right now you can look at the transits and like kind of pinpoint what's going on with your chart and be able to circle a date on the calendar that almost certainly things will be better by something to like like some hope something yeah. to look forward to yeah yeah absolutely and so it can help you get through those like dark periods where you're like i don't see the way out of this and right. I, like and I mean, I've been depressed before and astrology has helped me to be like, okay, I can look at the calendar and tell when yeah. this transit passes and new stuff will be going on. And even if it's not just the planets moving around, it's like stuff in my life moves around too by right. that point. Yeah. And it's, 
So with, feel it. with the hands, I always say the lines change. Mm-hmm. So um, I read the dominant hand, which is most people's right hand, the hand that you write with, um, as you in the present. And people will ask me when I do a reading, like, when can I come back? Can I come back in a week? Like, if they have a lot of fun or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they, the lines on your hands change as you change, and it's all free will-based. Yeah. So anything we talk about, like any conversation, any challenges, um, anything that's marked on the hand, um, it's up to them if they have the self-awareness um, to do so. So, um, And then your recessive hand is your opposite hand, most people's left hand and that hand often holds like this it's the hand of destiny so it's like the final chapter in your life like you after you've gained all this wisdom and perspective um and that hand always holds the hope and the healing Mm. yeah so that's kind of my my gateway for for that kind of perspective yeah i mean i think that's a great way of looking at it too because i mean we use our hands Every day we like pick things up, we touch things, we're making constant little minute decisions yeah. about what to do and they're like that movement is reflected in the movement and the use of those hands. Yeah. So there is um, there's something out there called a humunculus and mm-hmm. it is have you seen that? Um, I've heard the word. Yeah, it is a um, a visual representation of our nervous system and how that's set up. So it, the humunculus, if you Google it, it's really kind of gross looking. And it's just this dude that's been sculpted. And he has big lips. And he's got um, giant genitalia and big hands. And everything else on his body is really small. And that is, those are the things that we're really interacting with um, our surroundings with. Um, and there are, yeah, our, our, our big nerve centers. So, um, and Pickle has joined the conversation. Yes, and there's a lull because it's there's cuteness in yeah. the fort. <laughs> Major, can I cannot ignore? Can I read your paw? I have red paws before. Have you? I mean, you know, I'm like you are cute. I'm like That's you the... really like snacks. <laughs> You're a beggar. She is super food motivated, and uh, but also really easy to train because of it. Yeah, she knows some pretty cool tricks. I don't know. So I've done. I've, Oh, she so said tricks and like yeah. cocked her head. Yeah. I've printed um, multiple dogs' paws in my camper. Oh, um, that yeah. sounds really fun. Yeah, but not all of them will stay still. Yeah, no, she doesn't. She doesn't like to stay still very often unless she's waiting for you to do something. Yeah. So, how did you get started mm-hmm. in your craft of reading people's hands? Yes. So, um, it was a fluke. I was in that spot that a lot of people are in where they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I feel that I should be doing something. I just can't like, you know, like block. Articulate it. Yeah. Yes. So my background is graphic design and art direction. And I went to SCAD in Savannah, Savannah College of Art and Design for design. Um, and I worked my way up after graduating to um, art director of um, advertising and promotion at Macmillan Publishers in New York City. Um, I also worked at Steve Madden. I worked up to associate uh, art director there, and I loved that life, but it was really, really draining. So I have one of those stories. It's like I left the corporate world to to follow my passion, Mm -hmm. Um, but along that journey, I also had a baby, and it was a very um, traumatic experience for me. There's podcasts out there that are dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't recommend it for pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's reasons for that as well. It was just a very fear-based pregnancy and delivery, mm-hmm. so I've, I've done my reflection and work around that. Um, but I wanted, after I got through that delivery, and my baby was just really colicky, pain in the butt, um, I wanted to find a way of life that didn't give me panic attacks or like anxiety and was just more um just something closer to something that felt good to me not working for other people to make money you know yeah yeah consumerism and yeah um commercial lifestyle and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. um i went around town in atlanta and i was asking everybody i won a free tarot session with kelly knight at modern mystic Mm -hmm. and i went to her and i'm like i just want to know what i'm gonna do yeah and i'm like it's not gonna be design and she pulls the cards and she's like it's design and i'm like no (laughs) 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 so i was just doing that i was building it out to everyone which i i believe did help me in my path like you should talk to people and like really work through that um so i 
was also going through a path. I remember it was that big eclipse in 2017. What was that in or called? Uh, or? Leo. It was a so it was an eclipse. It was a total yeah. um, total solar eclipse um, because the sun came or the moon became between the sun and the earth, which is how it created that halo. Yes. Um, and it was, I believe, in the sign of uh, of Leo um, because it would have been a new moon when that happened. Um, and it was in July or August. Yeah, I um, think it might have been, yeah, end of July or beginning yeah. of August because I remember it was summer. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, there was another eclipse. So eclipses come in pairs. Oh. Um, so you get the full moon and the new moon one. Um, and the corresponding sign would have been Aquarius. So it would have been the full moon and Aquarius and then the new moon and Leo eclipses that right. would have paired up on that and it would have been because of, that's where the lunar nodes were okay and now we're in capricorn cancer nodes so this last eclipse season was cancer and capricorn which is like which is really tough for us uh because the nodes are being squeezed by saturn in retrograde and pluto in retrograde both in capricorn and our north node is a, is currently in cancer which north node is all about destiny and where we need to go as a society and what we need to embrace in order to like get over our current frustrations Mm -hmm. but because pluto and saturn are there right next to that south node which is old patterns old karma old baggage uh what we have is we have um the establishment clinging to old power structures and um and Pluto is the obsessive compulsive of the Zodiac, Mm -hmm. but he's also like the Grim Reaper. So he'll do whatever he feels like he needs to do Mm. to fucking slay shit. That's not like standing up for what he wants right there in that sign. I need some Pluto energy in my life. (laughs) No, I mean, it's (laughs) intense. It's an, I'm so like, I have a stellium in Scorpio, which is the only sign I think ruled by Pluto, which is why Scorpios tend to have that and Mars traditionally before Pluto was a planet and discovered it was ruled by Mars which made um, Scorpios kind of intense Um, Mm -hmm. but so you've got Mars and you've got Pluto which are like you know just like this crazy fucking like passionate obsessive dark energy that can be really aggressive and but it's also super super passionate and like rules sex Mm -hmm. um so you have to take that energy and put the Capricorn. That's why we are seeing things like Me Too happening because yeah. Pluto is a really slow-moving planet, and he is retrograde in the side of Capricorn. So if he's t- like, and he's going back through these power structures and saying like, "This isn't working anymore. This isn't working anymore." So he'll move forward eventually into Aquarius, and then I think when that happens, we'll see things lighten up a little bit, and we'll start yeah. to see real forward progress again. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I think that's. I don't think Trump will be president when that happens. Like, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. But it's going to be until then, I think. Yeah. So I wonder what that total eclipse had to do with my life change, because it was very tied together. So um, We could look at your transits sometime and, and like, probably pinpoint exactly what was going on for you. But basically, what happened was I woke up. And I was like, I don't like this life. I had been married for nine years to a man. And Wait, I... did you say you have a Leo rising? Yeah, and a Leo North Node. Oh, so yeah, that eclipse was on your North Node, and which is all about your destiny. Oh my gosh, I could cry. <laughs> I just got chills telling you that, by really? the way. Yeah. Well, that's... I figured it had something to do with it, because yeah. I was like, that. It, it really knocked me out of everything that I had known. That's what eclipses do. So yeah. like that that really is truly and and I like got, I just got feel so <laughs> like truly like get, like eclipses are here they they call them like destiny portals, um gateways. Uh I wasn't into astrology or, or or very much any of this. I knew my I knew I was cancer, but I didn't know much at all, but yeah. it was just now looking back, it's really interesting to look like wow, that really did Knock me, yeah. So yeah. after that eclipse, um, there was a series of events. Mm-hmm. I left my husband, um, came out as queer, and um, I had at the time had been a stay-at-home mom for two to three years, and I had no financial um, support at the time. I was living off of him. He was supporting me. So like leaving that situation was really fucking scary, and I was course, like, yeah. what am I doing? Why am I doing this? 
it was a lot, but I knew there was something in me that was like, this is what you need to do. So yeah. I cashed out my 401k and I bought my camper, um, my 1955 Dalton that was renovated. It's so beautiful, yeah. by the way. <laughs> if you have, if you don't follow Helene on Instagram, I highly recommend it. They, anybody can follow you at? At handfulofstars underscore readings on Instagram. And um, pictures yeah. of your camper on there. And it's so cute. It is like one of the cutest little... Most yeah. magical little fairyland campers I've ever seen. Yes, my I'm like ex or not ex goth, like I'm still goth at heart. <laughs> so it's all coral on the inside with like just adorableness everywhere. And I bought that because I knew first of all when I saw it on eBay, I was like, this can't go to anybody else because nobody else will like appreciate the work and beauty mm-hmm. that is inside of it. And that is like beauty is my thing. Like I need that in my life. Um, and I also just was afraid I wasn't going to be able to pay rent in Atlanta because the prices here oh are my ridiculous. God. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, as some of my listeners know, I just took a new job and I haven't started just yet at the time of this recording, but when it comes out, I will have started. But um, yeah, I took a pay cut and yeah. I, I'm like, I'm doing it because I think it's going to be the right thing for me in the long run but yeah. I'm also like Ugh. what am I gonna do if they raise my rent much more because they're building million dollar condos around yeah. the corner and yeah. I'm and I'm like who can afford that well oh. we make sure we need to make sure that your newsletter gets some more subscribers it's true that does need to happen <laughs> yeah yeah because um, the, there's not that many right now <laughs> and it's a good newsletter and for you. some for people who might not soak up all the information in your podcast like mm-hmm. they might be better with words and something to refer to because I know when you start going off and <laughs> I'm like okay what okay Scorpio what <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and I would probably be better going back to the newsletter yeah I think yeah. it's like I designed the newsletter experience to be as like seamless and like like you don't have to read it every day but it's nice to know that it's there if right. stuff is going on you're like what the hell is happening yeah you don't have to like get on instagram and like try to find the person yep. that makes the sense to you because there's a lot of astrologers yeah. and they're not all as clear you know or, or relatable or or like honestly like a lot of them don't really know exactly what they're talking about and they're just making really pretty art with like yeah. a catchphrase and a meme and you know while some of that can be enjoyable in the moment it, like astrology is a real thing right um as evidenced by your life experiences you know like and mine and when you sit down and look at your chart and the transits that go along with it and what those transits historically mean it's sort of like mind-boggling like the correlation like when those things happen corresponding the events in your life that tend to just occur that you don't have any control over yeah so it's sort of the like the invisible code to making sense of nonsense in a way. Sure. And where both of our arts are considered pseudoscience. Yeah. Which yeah. is a little annoying, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if it you can prove it through science or not. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Astrology is one of the original sciences, and then it, astronomy branched off mm. and became more like scientifically uh, ap- appreciated. But astrologers have been around for thousands of years mm-hmm. and have been valued by uh, major power players in society since the, oh, yeah. the kings of Babylon. You yeah, know? and still to this day, some of the biggest corporations use astrologers to know when to release projects. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Products. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings, and I think a lot of astrologers love this saying, but um, it's... Uh, Millionaires don't have astrologers, but billionaires do. Ah, I and, like it. And it, that was said to Congress by J.P. Morgan himself. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you know what's coming, by if you can read the stars, you really can, like, have... You might not know exactly what's going to come at you, but yeah. you can know when big stuff is going to hit. Are you? Have you ever thought about doing any kind of astrological coaching for entrepreneurs or small businesses? That could be cool. Yeah, I've considered it. Yeah. I mean, I just have nobody has come to me with that request, yeah. but I would be welcome to talk about. Sometimes, yeah. If anybody yeah. wants to give that a shot, that could be really helpful. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like maybe today is the day to really look at these ideas you're having and. Yeah, feel it out or yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like I could do that on a pro bono or yeah. like basis. Just yeah. come talk to me about what your needs are, and you know that that's the nice thing about doing this kind of work is that you can schedule stuff. You can look at the transits coming like years in advance. Yeah, and 
just kind of have a, a game plan in mind. Right. And I was telling you when we were talking earlier that my literary agent, she's very woo, um, she will pitch things uh, according to Moons, mm-hmm. and I, she's doing very well. <laughs> so yeah. just having that, it's like an edge. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I know a party planner uh, here at Atlanta who only has parties um, to the two weeks of the month when the moon is uh, growing in size because the energy is building. Okay. And not having they don't have parties on the after the full moon because everybody's more chill and like like wants to hide out at home. Right. And less people are likely to show up. And then also it's interesting that I know nurses and people that work in the ER. Yeah, yeah they the know. The full moon is like they know the, the busiest day of the month. Yeah, yeah. and those are statistics. Mm-hmm. Like that is science. Mm-hmm. Um, we got way off topic, and that is absolutely fine. Yeah. I was I was coming out. <laughs> yeah. Like, so tell me I'm about like, that where coming was out. I? I know it's like a long story. Oh no, it's fine. Um, so how did I get into palm reading? I was, it was an idea that I had while I was getting my hair done and drinking wine with my friend Julie, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, I um, was going to New Orleans, um, and I was also thinking about what was going on in Atlanta that I was attracted to, Mm -hmm. and it was very much like, oh, there's a lot of tarot card readers, there's a lot of Reiki practitioners, there's a lot of crystals and all that going on. And then when I think about New Orleans, I do think about the palm readers that are out at the squares. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, it was a stupid idea. I was like, I'm going to be a palm reader. And my hairdresser was about to have a pop-up at Christmas time. And she was like, okay, you're going to do that at my Christmas pop-up. So I am super busy and going through basically a midlife crisis at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you now call my midlife correction. But um, good job, good job. Positive thinking. Yes, I bought a really, really big book on palm reading, and it was super overwhelming. And I um, wasn't studying it. I was doing all the things, trying to get my life together. And it came time to that pop up, so I distilled the information in that book to a cheat sheet for myself. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the purple sheet that I designed that you could see on my Instagram or website or whatever. And it is where I take somebody's handprint and then I mark up all the things on their hand in order to give them like the accessibility and the explanation of what their palm saying. And everything, I remember when the colors popped into my head, I knew it was gonna be mm-hmm. purple. My, I had my ex-husband design the logo actually, because uh, we graduated um, SCAD together. Oh. And the first logo was terrible, and I was like, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he designed the current logo that I have now, and it really just all fell into place. I did it that first night for $5 a person, and you know, I was really giving them my everything and just trying to figure out and learn my process and what everything meant to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And the path, you know, it just, I kept doing it when I was asked to do it. People were supporting me and asking me to do festivals and um, giving me their spaces to work at. And I had the camper, but I never thought I was going, I wanted to do a business out of it. But when I first got it, I was like, oh, I'll paint nails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so similar. Yeah. Similar intuitive it's hand. It's so hard to Yeah. Yeah. And you it could... was still art kind yeah. of. Yeah. So. Um, and who's to yeah. say you can't have like, have people come get their palms read and oh, then get manicures. Don't think I'd like, a palmistry manicure is like, I forgot about that dream. Like seriously, <laughs> I'm looking for a nail salon to pair with. Cause it's like, I'll read their hands and then you can do like a really woo, like, like nail art. What? That would be awesome. Oh, I, have I have so a, many ideas. <laughs> I have a dream of having a, an astrology bar one day. What? We could do that. Like, like what, how would that be? I want it to be very small. Um, but would, for cocktails? Yeah. So would you make cocktails depending on what's happening? I would. There would be a set menu of like 12 cocktails, oh one gosh. for each of the signs. And then I only want 12 seats at the bar and one bartender. And like you, ha- you have to like book it ahead of time. And then like you can wait in line outside. And you can, you Girl, can. I'm into this. <laughs> and like I have it designed in my head already. Yeah. I just need somebody. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody out there? Need believe little, in me. Backer. And if anybody steals this idea, yeah. I will find you. <laughs> yeah, she'll like look at your hands and tell you mean things yes. about them <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but this is my idea. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. And if there's any palmistry manicures, I look, I Google this shit. There's not out there right now. Yeah. I want to make my own nail polish and there's, it doesn't exist. 
So if you have that idea, yeah, this is my thing for manifesting, and I do believe that I am a pretty powerful. Yeah, manifester. I would agree. I, like your story, I think, <laughs> illustrates that pretty beautifully. And I'm trying to are. figure out how the how I do it. Yeah. Um, but we were at a talk the other day, and I really what what we heard from the the two people who created that double dutch business, how mm-hmm. they said no energy is wasted. Yeah. If you have an idea, you can't just sit with it and expect it to happen. Yeah. And of course, maybe it's not the right time and all that, sure. but um, you have to put something out into the yeah. universe, some yeah. kind of action, some sort of email or DM. Or with my nail polish idea, I found a platform called Range Me which Sephora developed hmm. for people who want oh. to pitch um, product ideas to them. Cool. And they, it sits with them for six weeks, and if they don't act on it, then it opens up to this um, bigger arena of people who could pitch. So it's just sitting there, and that feels good to me. It's like I had an idea. Yeah, it so was, you did it? Like It's sitting there. Nobody's done anything about it, but I feel... Wait till your book comes out. <laughs> yeah. Just you wait. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if the world is ready for, for palmistry. I hope so. I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. I really think so. Um, I mean, I just looking at the interest, I think people are so tired of, like bought and sold consumerism, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, while yes, you're talking about developing a more mainstream product, but it's based on your particular, very inspiring story. Yeah. And then you would be developing that. I I don't see why that and how that is so much different or vastly like dissimilar from what Kat Von D did with tattooing 10 years ago. I love that you said Kat Von D. And then her makeup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, But like... With her uh, makeup line, you know, like, tattooing was not mainstream in the early 2000s. And then that show came out, was it Miami Ink? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was, like, just a hot mess on that show. And then they were (laughs) like, but you have star quality. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood. (laughs) And then, you know, they write her a check and she fucking... Yeah. She's she's killed it. You know, like, say what you want about her. So talented. Yeah. I I have bad respect for Kat Von Yeah. She's worked her ass off to be as good as she is and she deserves, like, the success that she has yeah. you we know? went from mr rogers to marilyn monroe to kat von d we'll see where else we go i mean i want to touch base you you brought up my book and so yeah. and it's a good place to transition to that because i had just talked about the sheet i designed so mm-hmm. um and also manifesting i when i first started doing that and um it, it really picked up speed people were really into what i was doing and excited about it because there hadn't been many I don't know, young, kind of hip palm readers. I don't youngish. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not like blowing my own whistle here, but. <laughs> I mean, you're probably the most well known, well known palm reader, uh, hand, hand person I know. Yeah. <laughs> hand uh, person. Hand person. I'm a hand person. I like that. I'm an official hand person. <laughs> that's, my, that's my business card. Yeah, Pickle's back. Pickle is back. Hi, Pickle. Hi. Um,. So three months into doing what I was doing, and I was getting a lot of support and a lot of excitement out of the people I was meeting, um, people kept asking me, you know, where can I learn this? And I was recommending them all to this big-ass, chunky book that Mm -hmm. it it just ain't nobody got time for that. Um, It was super nerdy. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have a bunch of palmistry books, and I I learned a really good you know, found good foundation in that. Mm-hmm. But then I put the books away and I really just started talking to the people that I was meeting because mm-hmm. I realized the people I was talking to were not these, like... Archetypes. Not, and, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. I was out of the box. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to other people who were queer, who had mm-hmm. gender identity, mm-hmm. um, you know, just different identities. Um, just, yeah. just a different time period because a lot of these books are from the 1800s. Yeah. They weren't dealing with the stresses that we are now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of people were like, what book? And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is three people have asked me now. And I, yeah. I always realize after three, like, could I have my own book? Could it be the sheet? And, mm-hmm. like, a big part of me was like, who are you? This is weird. No one's going to do this. <laughs> you know, those are the same thoughts I had when I started the podcast. Really? I was like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, which I think is like, I think that's sort of the ki- the silent killer for a mm-hmm. lot of really brilliant ideas is that people don't always have the most confidence in, um, in, their, in their ideas. And it's like they sort of secret their, their little sparks of ideas away because they're, they're not 
sure of themselves. Yeah, they block themselves off. And mm -hmm. so that is a big message of mine too, talking about no energy wasted. If you have an idea, don't block yourself. Like, put it out there. If nothing comes back, it wasn't meant to be. If something yeah. comes back and you might be really surprised, then go put out the next breadcrumbs. So like breadcrumbs mm -hmm. for manifesting mm -hmm. are a big thing for me. So after those three people and I was like, okay, I have this idea. I sent an email to um, my old contacts in New York in the mm -hmm. publishing world and it just went bam, 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 so easy. I had um, this editor I knew, knew, knew my literary agent and was like, this is what she specializes in. You should try for it. I emailed her and then I flew up to New York. Like I didn't waste time. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna come read your hand. When are you available? I flew yeah. up there, I did my thing, which is really awkward because it's like a job interview, but you're mm -hmm. also being really personal by reading their hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it just went from there. She, she, I put together a pitch with her and we pitched it to a bunch of places, got some really good bids, but in the end, HarperCollins Design um, won out with a really great bid and I was so happy to work with Harper Design because of my design background, so mm -hmm, I knew mm -hmm. it was going to be beautiful. Yeah, and that was I a really their, big deal. Their, their, everything they do is pretty yeah. like top notch. Yeah, really. I'm like silver foil, please. Mm -hmm. But the book is a kit, so it has the sheet that I developed in the back of a guidebook, and then it comes with the ink and the ink pad and the ink roller um, and a silver pen, so you can do exactly what I do on your own, step by step, guided through it. Um, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I love hearing success stories from real people who are doing stuff that is out of the box. And yeah. uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't have a book yet, you know, knock yeah. on one, maybe one day. Yeah. But like, I think that, uh, I, I think it's just so inspiring, but it can also be kind of intimidating. Oh people my gosh, yeah. might see just like the Instagram version of your life because it's very well curated. And that I say that as a compliment, but like it can also intimidate people who might be somewhat jealous yeah maybe i mean but haters gonna hate what are you yeah gonna do? and if i feel like when people meet me they know whatever that instagram looks like yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. i'm like i honestly really want to help people yeah and i want to connect with people that's why being a stay-at-home mom was not for me i was so isolated i was mm. seriously depressed yeah. um i'm actually just now I'll, I'll talk about anything i'm just now trying to come off antidepressants um because i'm like okay maybe Maybe I can function better now because I'm yeah. doing something that's it's more personally fulfilling. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I have I wish wish I had more confidence. I'm actually really insecure. Double cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of uh, creatives are yeah. insecure, you know. And I think that's sort of. I mean, I went to art school, and I think that in some ways it kind of ruined me and my like my sense of um confidence in a lot of ways because you're hard. basically taught to only see your mistakes um so that you can then the correct critiques. them yeah, yeah and get better at them but it also like sort of trains your brain to like not appreciate what like beauty you have created in right. and the specialness because in the world of creative corporate um like art for hire you can't be precious about your ideas you have to produce like on demand and like while that's been good training for me in a lot of regards as a professional creative and that's why i've had a career working like since i've graduated like i've had a a job in the broadcast or film industry or the design industry at some level for about 10 years now which a lot of people can't say after art school yeah. you know like it's hard it's really hard and especially in like a, a city like atlanta where it's like not a huge it's not new york right you know um it's not la it's not even chicago like right. it it's like oh to make it here in like a, a mid-level city where there's not a ton of opportunities around every corner yeah like it's trained me well but at the same time yeah. i still have that like sort of like shadow in the corner saying it's not good enough right. try harder and there are things that i know i can improve and as long as i'm using that energy to improve and not internalizing it and be like i'm not good enough and like knowing where the difference is between me and my work is very key oh yeah especially in creative mm -hmm. 
circles because we can really internalize things. So well, we're sensitive. So you know? Yeah, we're just all uh, creatives or empaths. You yeah, know? like totally. We're, we're working off a lot of energy. We're trying to make a lot of people happy. Mm-hmm. A lot of cooks in the kitchen usually when you're in in a, an office that's uh, oh yeah in a creative setting. And people who don't who aren't good at communicating creatively because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be there. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you have to kind of become a mind reader right. and become and sort maybe of maybe that's why we're so good at this. <laughs> like you're like, what is it that, about what we've done? that's so similar like well it's parallel you know like and there's you're doing a lot different things. of yeah. creatives who are very much in this spiritual field which I love because mm-hmm. all this stuff is looking real good now yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you like my, so my dad was like and is in the alternative holistic community um, and has been since I was a, a child and growing up I was like this stuff is so boring it's like all yeah. pastel lavender yeah. and well, I sit there I'm saying this wearing a lavender sweater yeah. by the way <laughs> But, like... But I think yellow. Like, all the astrology books yes. are, like, this faded, like, pea yellow. You know? And you're like, oh, this yeah. isn't cool. Or purple. Like, yeah. purple, blue, and yellow. And, like, well, those are pretty colors. But the typography, too. Ooh, it's yeah. getting to the point where it's, it's like, getting, kitschy cute now. But, yeah. like, you, you don't want to... Yeah. yeah, it's just, like... I, I mean, like, I, I think one of my favorite books that I've gotten... And when I knew like woo was gonna be big, it was like the the basic witch book. I don't know if you saw that. What color is that one? It's purple and black and white and oh, shit. It's gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's really cute. I um, I'm sure I have it around here. Um, but like I, it like the design is really cute, and it looks like something that um, you would see, like just something you would see and you would want to buy. Like we would want to, like the goth punk rock girl in us would yeah. want to buy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there's an audience for the alternative to this. Yeah. And, and like my illustration stuff isn't like flowy, happy. It, like the stars are like, yeah. it, you know, my stuff's like punk rock. Yeah. You, you know, I like it. I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, but like, I think a lot of like maybe older people who are more used to like flowery, flowy, like happy, love and light, sort of illustrations yeah which is i'm not saying that there's not like a, a place, place for that. that yeah i i can enjoy that sometimes now and then too but i i wanted to make something that i wanted to see yeah. in the world yeah i think we have just a different perspective when i remember when i was 14 15 years old um and that was more than 20 years ago going to barnes and nobles like that's what i would do I yeah would, like yeah. after school like mm-hmm. hang out and i would sit in that like spirituality section and like look at all the books so yeah, I I hadn't thought about that in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I used to. Now I'm gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I I think that um that's such an inspirational story for, for people to hear. Just to like to know that a like manifesting is real. Mm-hmm. Um, following those little like instincts of I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not happy, and so trying something else, um, changing things up because I mean life is. It's real long. It's real weird. Mm-hmm. And it's too f- fucking short to be sad all the time. And also, I feel like a big part of my story was... Sorry, my dog just you, like... Just whatever like that coughed. was. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I bought that camper, it wasn't just... It, it was providing me a space to have to sleep if I needed to. But mm. ultimately, it was taking away a lot of fear that I have. And I feel like a lot that I've learned in the past just two years was like, fuck fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fear really is sort of the um, the antithesis of, like, anything good. And I- I'm starting to realize, like, you can't live your life running away from fear mm-hmm. because you're going to run to this safe meh place that's mm-hmm. sort of beige colored and while it's safe enough and there's a place and time for that sure, sure. you know if you're running away from like a really dire ter- like terrible situation yes beige is fine <laughs> but like if you are in a comfortable place already but you're miserable yeah you can't stay there right you have to try something else yeah like make some changes shake things up and I think that uh, for you, it was pursuing that passion and that interest of palm reading because it just, it like fell into place for mm-hmm. you and, but you were good at it and it, it connected with you and it res- certainly has resonated with a lot of people. Right. 
And I, I feel like both of our crafts can help people break through to that, what is it that I should yeah. be doing? I find, I see a lot of things in hands that are like, these are natural gifts of who you are. So let's look at that as a formula and like, what can that mean for you? If yeah. you have a lot of, you know, strong communication in your hands and then you also have a lot of like strong, um, like leadership skills, Jupiter and... Um, and Mercury, then maybe you should be some sort of teacher. How does that feel to you? You know, that kind of thing. It gives people tools or, again, like a formula to really think about. Mm -hmm. um, what resonates with them yeah. and then, like, what kind of stuff that they've enjoyed doing in their life that sort of sparks. I hate to use the, like, kind of tired Marie Kondo phrase, but sparks joy. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, another thing I've really been paying attention to lately is my body. And, mm. um, you know, I used to have some pretty severe panic attacks when I was going to work in New York. I just couldn't get to the job. I felt like there was a block. And now I understand that, that was my body or my spirit or mm -hmm. whatever telling me this isn't meant for you. Don't go there. You're killing yourself. And yeah. I got, I would get sick. And I hear this story all the time. I went, I remember going to work on a weekend um, at Steve Madden. I had walking pneumonia. It didn't fucking matter. I still, yeah. I went to work and I mm -hmm. continued killing my health. But I haven't had that since I left because I read Carolyn Mice's book. Um, you know, she talks a lot about by biography becoming biology mm. and you know if you're having a lot of sickness and like where is that sickness that could be your response to what you're doing in your life it's not right for you yeah yeah I think um uh Dr. Amy King was on the show one time and we kind of touched on that a little bit and that conversation but I think that there are absolutely physical manifestations of mental issues in our oh, bodies. Oh, yeah. So I went to Dr. Amy King. Um, she's one, wonderful. She's amazing. Big yeah. plug for Dr. Yeah. Amy King. <laughs> she, um, she just fixed my back the other day. I think You were in bad shape. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I think when I, I just met you like the other day for the first time, sort of serendipitously, uh -huh. and I had just thrown my back out that day, but I was like powering through it. I was like couldn't sit for very long I was in a lot of pain and you saw me and then the next day luckily think think my little lucky stars that there were um there was an opening and she fixed me she's amazing it's magic I went to her when I was going through my divorce because my back was hurting I was having these insane spasms and she was one of the first people to be like yeah okay I know your back is hurting and we're gonna look at the physical pain but you're not being supported in your life mm -hmm. and that was five thousand percent what mm -hmm. was going on and when I came through my story like when I got on that better path I haven't had a spasm since. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had back spasms a couple of times in my life, and it's usually tied to some sort of financial insecurity mm. for me, like, or I feel like overwhelmed by something. And I think maybe for me it was this job change, and I'm like, yeah. am I going to be making less money? Ooh. Yeah. And I <laughs> but, learned the other day, yeah. like, digestive stuff is like powerlessness mm. um and i do see a lot of that happening now and i'm super aware of all the um autoimmune disorders that are coming out now yeah. I'm like what is happening well, i think you know i think there is a lot of instability and sense of powerlessness in our society right now because we're looking at the planet i mean the amazon is on fire the fucking yeah. like africa is on fire the polar ice caps are on fire like everything's on fire and we're sitting here like that little dog and the fire a meme and it's like this is fine this is fine this is fine yeah and it's not fine but we also are watching our governmental and societal structures do nothing do nothing to change it really yeah. other than to deepen their pockets with more money it seems mm -hmm. like and what does all the money in the world matter if you can't breathe the air, if you can't go outside and be happy and be with and like eat safe, healthy food and have a sense of like doing something good on a daily basis that makes the world a better place? Like, what is it worth? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I could fix it, you know? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people feel... I think it comes down to being able to do small little things yeah. every day that may, like that you have control over. Like, decide where you spend your money very carefully. Yes. Don't support big corporate conglomerates that are going to work against your best interest in the long run because it's better for their profit margin. Right. Support individuals who make stuff, who grow things, who can help in your community on yeah. a local level. I think that's the biggest thing that people can do as an individual and then yeah. if you own a business be mindful about 
where you spend your money again. I, yeah. Because the world kind of runs on money. And the env- environmental impact that your business has. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One thing I like about making a podcast and doing a newsletter is there's no, like, physical thing. Yeah. That I have to get made somewhere. That it gets... Oh, goodness. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm putting a pretty big physical thing into the water. Your thing is super cool, it's though. Okay. It's super cool. And if, and if I, I'm not there's nominating. many uses. You won't throw it away. <laughs> no, and if I had the opportunity to make a book, I would make a book. Like, you have, like... I'm not trying to make oh, you I feel guilty it, at it, all. Like, yeah. but yeah. The, so buy the book. Yes, if you absolutely. don't, they will put it. Like some publishers, they put these things in giant burner thing. They burn <gasps> the books that people don't buy. So. Pickle just whimpered really yeah, sadly. I'm sorry. Like, when, I'm sorry, Pickle. Have you pre-ordered yet? <laughs> <laughs> and pre-order is a big deal, right? Because like yeah, it shows some. Um, it's kind of like a forecast. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So by the time this podcast. Hits, it's going to be available. Um, it's called The Handful of Stars Palmistry Guidebook and Hand Printing Kit, and it hits um, stores everywhere October 15th of this year. Awesome. So, actually, just a couple of days after this podcast will air. So, pre order it now so you have like first day sales that yes. look really oh, awesome. Yeah, please, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to order a copy. Palmistry is not weird. You're, it's not going to tell you. When you're gonna die? No. We, we all die eventually. Yeah, it's... nobody gets out alive, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it'll really just give you. It's like tarot or astrology. It's another mirror in mm-hmm. which to kind of look at yourself, and it's food for thought. And um... it's also a good way to get to know a stranger on a <gasps> yes. date. You can have like show me your hand, yeah. and then like touch their hand and like get a sense of whether or not you like that person and then like look at their hand and get some clues about their personality or just study the book enough that you know what to look for when you're on a date and take a peek at their hand because i would love to have like a follow-up book it's like palmistry for dating they don't need to know that you know (laughs) so i'm gonna give you a tip so next to um your thumb on the inside there's a big pad called venus you can google it real quick to see where it is mm-hmm. and venus is of course it's love it's that archetype but it's it i call it the pleasure dome um it's loving all the really great things in life like music and arts and food but also sex so mm-hmm. if you're on a date with somebody and you catch a peek at their hand and they got this no no pun intended big old venus <laughs> <laughs> on their their thumb pad that's someone who really wants some pleasure and that's up to you like is that what you're into or not venus in astrology also rules over finances Ooh, well i like i like that yeah so <laughs> all those yummy things in yeah. one little place if you can pick that then yeah there you go yeah well thank you so much for joining me in the blanket for today of and course. being on the podcast blood moon milk thank you do you have any last words or not last words but where can people find you just make sure that like a to the in addition to the book mm-hmm. um where people might be able to check you out or... um i have a, a website um handful of stars readings.com and through that website you can link through to book an appointment with me either in person um with a private session in my camper or i also do remote readings where you can send in photos of your hands and i'll i'll do, re- give you a whole like nine page report um on that and um on instagram instagram's my baby what will we do without it yeah. handful of star readings and handful of stars underscore readings um and yeah i have a newsletter so reach out if you'd like to be added to that absolutely and And your instagram is so pretty and i love seeing the pictures of people's hands and those stories that come with them too yeah definitely check her out she's amazing thank you so much thank you absolutely all right that's it for this episode catch me next time for all that astrology goodness on blood moon milk you can check me out on instagram at blood moon milk or at the website bloodmoonmilk.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.